You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we discuss the knockout rounds of the Summer Showdown, the Keymaster Sega lawsuit, and a new Overwatch soundtrack. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. This is, I believe, our 99th episode, I want to say. This is, yeah, 99, I think, this week. So, wow, we almost hit the big hundo, three digits, Kevin. How does this make you feel? Makes us makes me feel like we've been doing this for a very long time. It's kind of crazy. 99 episodes, uh, 99 weeks, right? 99 yep. weeks. So that means probably there's more than 99 episodes. But yeah, technically, because uh, usually we have two per week. So yeah, so it, it feels like it's a lot. And so in five weeks from today, are we going to hit like officially two years then? I think so, right? Because a week has fi- uh, 52 weeks in a year times two is a 104. Dang yeah we've been at this for a while yeah (laughs) so how's how's life been kevin yeah it's been busy this weekend um i mentioned in the last podcast that i did go to disneyland um that was i took the drive up on thursday the 8th and got back home on the 12th um and yeah it was really interesting i went from so we spent three days at the park, um, mm-hmm. and then the last day we kind of stopped by a little Tokyo on the way out. Ooh, um, okay, which was really fun uh, for me personally. But um, I guess I should just go in order of like what I did. So um, Thursday we drove down. Uh, most of the time in the car, we just got to the land and just relaxed for a bit. Um, Friday was our first day in Disneyland and my sister's boyfriend is with us and he's never been to Disneyland. So it was his first time like experiencing the entirety of Disneyland. And, um, it was really fun to be able to run around. And, um, also since the update too, like I haven't been there since they built star Wars land, like Mm -hmm. the galaxy's edge. So, um, it's really cool for me because that's the only part of Disneyland that I don't see as a grid because um, <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. So when I went in, I didn't like completely grid it out. I was just like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy this. Um, 
there's a couple of things that like i feel like a lot of people don't know about disneyland that i feel like everybody should know before going in um one is there are two rides or one ride in each park that requires a virtual queue so we had to be my sister and my mom got up at 6 55 every morning to get in a queue in order to get a chance to ride a certain ride um for star wars it was the uh the rise of the resistance ride the big old uh the, the one that's like a half hour long it's a it's a long ride it's really interactive it's a line like the line queue to get in feels like it takes a long time but it does move quickly but there's so many moving parts that like if one part breaks it ruins the entire immersion oh so lucky for us um we were the first time that we went through was totally smooth sailing uh the second time not so much so um it's a little unfortunate on that part but other than that it was just really it's a really in- exciting ride in my opinion i like the way how it was all formatted out so um highly recommend another thing that i'm really happy that disneyland implemented is uh water bottle refill stations uh Ooh. they need more of those um like where the water fountains are there's like filtered water that you can press a button and it drops from the top like um it's a lot easier to fill up your water bottle uh that way and i feel like every single water fountain should be replaced with that um and disneyland clearly has the money to do it so uh yeah please please do it um yeah so the land itself was really fun i just my entire goal for this trip was to just eat all the weird exclusive foods that they have there um so disneyland i ate i believe eight dole whips oh it was so good and uh my cousin works at the park so she gets a discount so i was like okay yeah i have to i have to eat this um (laughs) I did that. Uh, turkey leg in the park. What else did I eat? The gray stuff from Beauty and the Beast. That was really good. Um, and Mickey beignets. Where else did I go? But And then a lightsaber churro. So it's just going around the park eating whatever is exclusive to that section or uh, whatever I can fit in my mouth that my wallet will allow me to. Um, no, that... What about the turkey legs and the pickles? I've heard those are those are like also on the must eat list. Yeah, so I, I'm not a big fan of pickles, so I don't do the pickle, but I did do the turkey leg. And uh note note to everyone else who's gonna get a turkey leg. Uh number one, don't get the barbecue one. Um uh, I got the barbecue one. I had the regular one, the original one is still my favorite, and okay. that's a meal, like it's a big turkey leg you sit down and you eat that it's, you, like, it's as not big like as a, your head or bigger right yeah it's like it's probably like a solid like two and a half pounds of meat Oof. on a stick and Oof. you're just walking around eating that um but it was good it was a good turkey leg um the reason why i wouldn't recommend getting the barbecue one is like they just took the turkey leg and like dunked it in barbecue sauce <laughs> and it gets everywhere Oof. um so yeah, just get the just get the regular one. It tastes just as good and it's great. Um yeah, the Star Wars land does have a bar. Uh, there there are alcoholic drinks in the park. Um besides Club 33 now, so that's kind of interesting. Um Yeah, we went to the cantina. 
which has a lot of like really interesting like items on it but one of them we had a fizzy like vodka orange drink that uh makes your lips numb when you drink the fuzz Hmm. like like the fizz itself like numbed my tongue and my lips and i was like what is this sensation um it wasn't like it wasn't like pop rocks it's like the sensation that you have like if you sat on your hand for too long and it's like tingly Uh um but it's on your face so yeah it was kind of weird but it's definitely a uh it's an experience it was it was definitely worth it did you have the blue milk I did have the blue milk. I was lactose intolerant and I still had it. Um, it's kind of weird. It's like a fruity, like vanilla, like milk kind of. Um, people were telling me like it's like the vanilla sky drink at uh at Jamba Juice. Uh-huh. Um, I I can understand that. It is that kind of like oh, it's milky, but it's also fruity, um, taste. So yeah, it was. That was interesting. Um, and yeah, that was pretty good. I have to say, though, I feel like California Adventure on the other side, um, which is the like Disneyland exclusive land. So like at each Disneyland has Disneyland itself, which is like kind of the same everywhere you go. And then they have a separate park mm-hmm. that's always like depending on where you go, like their land but disney-ish so um california adventure they opened avengers campus recently so um we did get on the spider-man ride which is a um it's another like shooter game um where you get to be spider-man and you get to fling webs at things and it's really cool um i do wish that it was a little bit longer of a ride but it, other than that it was it was really fun the shawarma stand at avengers campus is the most insane like food destination in the park and it's not ever something i there, expected to hear <laughs> you should go to the shawarma stand it is very good um okay, okay. so i was not able to go to pim's test test kitchen which was kind of on my to-do list but um, the shawarma stand did not disappoint at all. Um, if you get into the park before 11, they have breakfast shawarmas, which is uh, sausage egg, uh, the shawarma bread itself, and a spicy maple syrup. Um, it also has tater tots in it. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then if you go after 11, they have a regular chicken shawarma, which is really, really good. And then they have a uh falafel as well but the the best thing that i left the shawarma stand with is their souvenir cup um which is a glow up infinity gauntlet oh so (laughs) it's a it's an infinity gauntlet the gems light up and it just holds a cup and yeah it was it was the coolest thing that i i found there so I, i definitely bought one of those um but yeah, there was a lot of like shows. Obviously, there's characters running around the park area itself. Um, and overall, like it was a great experience. And uh yeah, we, we did that on Saturday and then we went back to Disneyland Park on Sunday. Um, so it was just a 
good amount of rides and stuff like that. And another thing is um because there are limited number of staff that work at Disneyland, they can only let a certain number of people in. So for for Matt, you what was the longest time that you probably waited in a Disneyland line? Do you know? Oh man, it's like an hour and a half at least. Yeah. So like probably. it could be upwards of like 90 minutes um to wait for like one of the big rides, right? Yeah, like like Space Mountain or Big Thunder mm. Mountain are gonna always be that long, or like Pirates is also very long. Yeah, because everyone and, loves those three rides. Yeah, and there's no shows going on either right now, so right. no like Fantasmic or anything. But especially usually if you're not using those. the Fast Pass. Yeah. So first thing, there's no more Fast Passes uh, at the moment. Uh, at the moment, there are no Fast Passes. Right when I mentioned um, Fast Passes, you got to crush my dreams like that, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, single riders are only on certain rides, um, which is kind of weird too. Um, but yeah. Uh, the longest wait time that we had at Disneyland was 50 minutes. And that was for Thunder. That was for Space Mountain. 50 minutes um, isn't bad for Disneyland. Minutes. It's not bad. So the average wait time that I would say that we had in Disneyland was probably about like 35 minutes, um, which is really good for Disneyland. Um, so, yeah, it's easier to get on rides. Um Everyone likes to ride certain rides at certain times. So um, always check the app to figure out like where you want to go. Um, and yeah, make sure that you're wearing comfortable shoes. That's another another thing. D- don't care about your fashion statement. I d- nobody cares. You're in Disneyland. Everybody's there to just ride rides. Um, I can I can pull up in like pajamas. But as long as I'm comfortable walking for 12 hours straight, I think we're good. Um, so yeah, that that was a lot of fun. Um and then yeah, on the way back on the 12th, we stopped in Little Tokyo. I bought $150 worth of books from Kinokuniya even <laughs> though there's one close to me. Um I just found like the weirdest books and I was like I have to buy this. Um including a book about a dad who is a VTuber. Um <laughs> I, I saw the title and I was like, I take my money. Um, and yeah, other than that, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So the last episode of Loki came out. Um, we're watching a whole bunch of other things as well. And uh, yeah, I'm also just patiently waiting for that Pokemon Unite drop. Um, and by patiently, I mean very impatiently. Just give it to me already. <laughs> but like, where did you eat in Little Tokyo? Oh, we went to Raku Ramen. Okay. Um, which is there. Yeah, that was, it was really good. Like the ramen there was really good. I wanted to go to the Okonomiyaki shop because I'm a big <gasps> fan of Okonomiyaki. I've, I've, oh my God, so good. And they also have takoyaki. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I want to eat there. And then everybody else is like, I don't know if I like Okonomiyaki. And I'm like, it's a savory street pancake. What's there not to love? <laughs> exactly uh but yeah they they weren't adventurous enough and everybody wanted ramen and i was like okay well we could do ramen so i mean anywhere you go in little tokyo the ramen's gonna be good i prefer maruya because they have um if you get their like special tonkatsu ramen like they literally rim the bowl with slices of um chashu 
Oh yeah, I saw that when I was oh. walking walking out, and I was like, "Oh man, that looks hella good." It is. It's like my go-to whenever I'm like introducing someone to Little Tokyo Ramen. Like that's where I go first because it's like, "Oh my god, this is heavenly." So overall rating of your your Southern California adventure, Kevin. Um, I I would definitely do it again. Um, <laughs> nothing stopping me. Um. What I would recommend, like, wise in terms of uh, Disneyland itself, um, ride Star Tours a lot. Star Tours is uh, the shortest wait in the entire uh, land right now in Tomorrowland just because the Star Wars land is open. Mm -hmm. So you go to Star Tours and you can, like, literally walk onto it. And it's great because... A lot of people don't know, but Star Tours changes every time you ride it. Um, there are variable things. So sometimes you do get the same ride, but other times you get weird different things. And if you go in the last hour of the park closing, they only run the late, like the, the first early ones. So like, um, for example, like the ones right now are really based off of the movies uh, like seven through nine the one with like ray and kylo and those guys right um if you go later in the day like right before the park closes they run the ones with like darth vader and like the classic um like fight ones there and you get to see like yoda and leia all over again and i like those i like that ride better um just because it is uh like a little nostalgic, but it's the Star Wars we all grew up with. Yeah, you know, episodes four through six were were great. Uh, what about you, Matt? How was how was your week? How was your your weekend? Did you did you enjoy it? It was uh, it was busy. I had a busy busy week. We 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 finally buried my grandmother on Monday, so that was a bit unfortunate. Uh, I did get to see my cousins though in the first time in forever, so. That was good seeing them. I got to play with my niece, um, whose name I call her Charles. <laughs> so uh, I got to play with little Charles, and like we, I, I bought all. I remember I bought the um, the Pokemon beach ball. Yeah. So we played with that, which was a ton of fun. I just kept throwing it at her head, and it kept bouncing off in the pool. She kept grabbing it and like trying to throw it at us, but she couldn't. She can't throw. She's like three. So it kept going in places where we didn't want us to go. Like it, it got dirty cause she kept throwing it and it kept flying out of the pool and into the dirt. What else did I do? Oh, I finally started like playing more of a uh, village. So I've beaten the first three bosses. Um, it's definitely not as scary as biohazard. Biohazard was just terrifying, but I feel like village is, is easier to play because you're not like it's, it's scary enough. That you, it's like recognizably a horror suspense game, but it's not like I don't want to move because I am I'm scared of everything in this game. I think the scariest part is probably the um when you get to the Beneviento house because that's uh that's dolls, and I hate dolls. Like I I just why 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 does why does anyone have dolls? They're, they're terrifying, especially yeah, porcelain dolls. Ugh. My grandma used to have a bunch of them in like a cabinet and it was just the scariest thing ever. No, just no, no. 
Like I, I love horror, but the two things I can't do are dolls and ghosts. So if you ever want to terrify me out of a horror movie, those are the two things. Um, out a ghost doll and you call it a day. <laughs> it's just, I don't like if you like looking back and like kids toys from like the 1800s and the 1900s, they're terrifying. Yeah. Like, how I don't, do you, how I don't understand you, that. Why would you give this to a child? Why? Like it's got this creepy cracked, like very white, very dead looking face. It's like, I, it looks like it wants to murder you in your sleep and then like eat your skin and become like a real child. Yeah. Like Pinocchio <laughs> and Billy and Mandy. Um, exactly i'm so glad you got that reference <laughs> it's spooky like um lucky lucky for us there's no room like that in the haunted mansion otherwise like i would seriously not ride this ride oh man yeah yeah oh i finally bought the other um the rest of the the fighters for smash bros so it was it's there they play very interestingly i don't like banjo kazooie i don't like playing joker but I think everyone else is pretty fun. Like I've been, I think out of all the new ones, I think I'm maining Terry and Pyra. Oh, I forgot to mention in Little Tokyo, I also picked up the drum from Taiko Drum Masters oh. for the Switch. So yeah, I was I I picked it up because I bought the game already. And I knew that like one day, if I ever do get the drum, I'm going to I'm gonna use the drum to play the game. And uh, lucky for me, I found one in like the gaming, like the the mall section that the little, was underneath. The hidden underground mall where all the pop figures and all the gaming stuff and all the anime stuff and like the body pillows and stuff. Yeah, the place where <laughs> like I was almost going to go into, but I walked across the street instead mm-hmm. um, and we ran out of time. So I was just like, the gaming one has no line right now. I'm just going to walk in there. And I saw the drum and I was like, my, get that. I, I got to get that. So... <laughs> Right. I did, and now my my sister and my mother are all playing it, um, which I, I guess investment well spent. Yeah, like I bought Smash. I bought not Smash. I bought Mario Kart because my sister and her boyfriend like play it. So I didn't buy it for me. Technically, I bought it for them. <laughs> you have to you have to assert your dominance now, though. Like. I, I'm the only one in this house right now that has a copy of Mario Kart. Uh huh. And we all played. Uh, me, my sister, and her boyfriend. Um, we've been playing Mario Kart consistently, and our games are not like chill unless we make them chill and start doing like drinking games on top of it. Um, but for the most part, it's like. <laughs> we're we're so try hard, and uh, it, I mean it's friendships fun. are destroyed by Mario Kart. Yeah, it's like the new, uh, it's like the this generation's monopoly. Yeah, if it, it, it's all fun in games until like until you get a blue you, shell to the face. Yeah, it, until you're like destroying this one like child in in the game, and then the the one round that they win and they're like haha i'm better than you and then you're like okay yeah i gotta my bad let me let me gotta, pull out the pro put controller. some respect in this child yeah <laughs> you 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 thought you did okay well i'm gonna start drifting every corner and and uh hitting the brakes right before the blue shell is thrown <laughs> like, 
speaking so speaking of smash let's get into this news i think that's a perfect segue because um nickelodeon has released the trailer and information for its very first smash bros game it's called nickelodeon all-star brawl um and and let's go through the roster for this kevin because it's it's fairly interesting what characters they decided to pull out of the annals of nickelodeon lore like a lot of these characters like i'm guarantee you kids have never heard of so like the first one oblina from ah real monsters kevin when was the last time you ever heard anyone mention ah real monsters uh never yeah exactly (laughs) it's been a long time like you'll drive down in la sometimes i'll drive down in hollywood sometimes and i'll see the class key sapo i don't know how you pronounce their production company but you see i see their building and then they have like a mural of those three characters from our real monsters on there, but that's the only time you ever hear about them anymore. So mm-hmm. that's an interesting first pick. Uh, Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom, Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold, Invader Zim from Invader Zim, Reptar from Rugrats, SpongeBob, Patrick and Sandy from SpongeBob, Leonardo and Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles, Lincoln and Lucy Loud from the Loud House, Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy. And I think like the big kicker for this is Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. Yeah, N- Nigel Thornberry is going to be crazy. He's going to be an absolutely smashing character. <laughs> you see one. what I did there? Um, but yeah, we were discussing as well, like when this trailer dropped with my friends. Um, we were. We were just discussing like, oh, what characters would we like to see like as a joke or even as like legit options, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first one who came up was um, the Crimson Chin. Yes. Crimson Chin or Crash Nebula. Yeah. We, we were saying, yeah, you do Crimson Chin, Crash Nebula or um, Ultra Lord. Oh, we haven't but- even- have we you would have to bring in Sheen? Would you though? You you do Sheen and then like his ultimate is like oh to, he turns into like Ultra Lord or something. Yeah. Um, okay, so Hugh, Hugh Neutron though would be a fun one from <laughs> Hugh Neutron. I was saying Carl Weezer too would be <laughs> hilarious. Is this is his ultimate like he just pulls out a he rides in on a llama and like says stuff about Jimmy's mom? Yeah. <laughs> He, Jimmy's mom. He he gets a buff and he takes a he takes a hit from his inhaler. <laughs> uh, oh but yeah, we were looking at that. Um, obviously, like Timmy was another really interesting pick. But we mm-hmm. were saying like more likely would be like Jorgen, yeah, Strangle, um, or funnier would be like uh, Chip Skylark. Ooh. Uh, but Shiny I do feel team. like all of these characters have a lot. To, to mess with um i do want a character from rocket power i mm. feel like that's a that's a good pick twister gotta be twister, twister. or yeah or squid i can see squid yeah. what other nickelodeon characters have, have been forgotten to the ages uh let me let me pull up shows um, angry i know there's there's a people are discussing having cora i think because they Obviously, I think like right now it's it's 14 characters, so we don't have the full roster. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna there looks like they're doing that the thing what Smash Bros. did, obviously, where like they'll release them slowly. Mm-hmm. So for now, we only have 14, but 
in in the, I think the box art that they've shown so far, people have looked in the background. You can see like silhouettes, and so far they've identified Korra's. Um, they're thinking also from what I've seen, people are also thinking Aang. I'd love to see Toph though. Yeah, I, I feel like Toph would have a lot of. I, I guess it's a lot of potential. more interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing. Uh, what was the other character that I was just looking at? Um, dang, I'm I'm blanking out. Who was it? Um, it was up here. Oh, um, XJ9. Oh, teenage robot. They're from yeah, my life as a teenage robot would be a really good addition in my opinion. I'm trying to think, what other Nickelodeon shows have there been? We can't go live action, unfortunately. Otherwise, the entire cast of all that would be. <laughs> And the Amanda show. We get Amanda, Amanda Bynes. Just do uh, whatever Amanda Bynes does. Let's see. Peppa Pig. <laughs> oh, are we going Nick Jr. too? Yeah, I mean, Nick Jr., you can go Blue's Clues. I feel like that would be an interesting, like, tag character. You have, like, Stephen Blue. <laughs> or Mr. Salt, Mrs. Pepper, and Paprika. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that show. Periwinkle just comes in or magenta. Yeah. Um other oh Doug. I don't I barely remember Doug. Have Doug like have him go Quail Man. Chalk Zone is also an option. Chalk Which... Zone. Oh my god, how did I forget Chalk Zone? You gotta have Snap in there. Oh, El Tigre. Uh you have what else is on here? All right, live action comedy. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you could get away with Drake and Josh now, but no, especially not now. <laughs> especially not after what Drake has done. Do you think that they would make a stage based off of the game shows? You mean like, like what the the Forbidden Temple? Forbidden Temple, Double Dare. Um, that would be interesting. I think that I could see it. I could see it because they have the whole Nickelodeon backlog to go through. They could easily like. If they're not doing characters from live action, they could easily do the stages. So yeah, I could. Easily I mean, the see all that. out the the all that stage would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. You gotta have the the Dimsdale Dimmodome. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. Like there, you're gonna obviously have like the normal PvP modes, but mm-hmm. there's also like they're also really emphasizing like a PVE mode, I guess, or like where you're you're fighting fighting computer players and stuff. Um, I don't know if there's gonna be a story behind this at all. Have you heard anything else about like actual gameplay? Um, the only thing is like I do have a couple people in my Discord who are from game design. Um, and they're saying that this is the same creators as the people who made Slap City, um, which was another like platformer fighting game. And a couple of my friends are like big fans of Slap City. So mm. they're saying I feel like the, the balance would be there and it would work uh, relatively well. Yeah, because people are talking about like this is actually like a good developer behind it is what I've seen. Yeah. So I just feel like it depends on who they want to use for the for the characters. I feel like the roster is probably the most hype part about this. Um, besides having, you know, if you do go Nick Jr., you still have like access to like <laughs> Blue's Clues, Dora the Explorer. Oh God, uh, Dora! Swiper. <laughs> yeah, you have I forgot Swiper, about Dora. Betty the Bull. Uh, you have Ubi 
if you remember oh, the god hand. not ubi <laughs> bring in ubi is that our is that our master hand for this yeah uh but yeah there's just a lot of like really funny like characters who you could easily go in the backlog and grab um so i feel like if it if they get a good roster and have a solid like fighting game system i wouldn't mind seeing you know the entirety of you know the backyard against being a character or something like that uh, but yeah it's just a matter of what they decide to do with it and how well it's received um so considering like this is not like having smash clones is not new mm-hmm. um what do you think is going to like what i think the most prominent other smash clones that have happened are there was the Ninja Turtles one on the Wii back in the day, but that was actually developed by Nintendo, I believe. So it was like, not even just, it was like Smash with a different character roster, I guess. And then there's obviously like PlayStation All-Stars was the other big one. So what, what do you think is going to, if anything, is going to keep this different from like that failure of a game? Because obviously PlayStation All-Stars is not a continued IP. Yeah, I, I feel like it depends on how well they, they execute this. Um, I mean, on PC, we have like Brawlhalla that did really well. Um, you know, Rivals of Aether, if you've ever played those. Um, they're kind of the same style. They just have different mechanics to them. I feel like if anything, um, if they just take it seriously and try to like balance it out, they could easily make this another like really good Smash clone. The thing that's that's got me interested though is um the tournament play. Oh does it will this become an esport? Um oh my God. I know that people play like you know Shrek's uh what is <laughs> the it? Shrek the, Racer? The, the, there's a Shrek fighting game. Um oh you're right. It takes place after like Shrek 2 or something like that. Um but I feel like that's another like niche fighting game that could easily be played into this i mean people are playing the the garfield racer now yeah (laughs) so kevin are you picking this game up when it comes out um i feel like if my friends do uh we have i have to play it um i'm not huge into fighting games i'm not like the greatest um i will pick this up if xj9 and somebody from avatar gets gets announced probably um we'll see how that goes or if they go crazy and say the penguins of madagascar oh my god i forgot Um, that they own that ip too (laughs) i will i will hop on the train yeah (laughs) just different hams like just just different different animals we just have an entire you know brawl out there um so yeah kevin i think i think maybe you you'd be instrumental in helping me dissect this next bit um because you spend more time in arcades than i do but so sega is getting sued for their key master games um kevin would you like to explain the monstrosity that is the key master game i i hate them uh th- this game sucks um but it's not it, even a game it's not even a game um but if you guys have ever been to a mall and you see a key master um essentially it's a game where there's a sideways button and an up button and all you do is hit sideways and up 
and then you hit a button and you try to push the key into a specific hole. And if you push it through completely, you get uh, you get whatever prize is in there. Um, sometimes they're shoes, laptops, PS5s, uh, stuff like that. So you walk up and you're like, oh, cool, Key Master. Uh, let's take a shot at it. But yeah, those games are, are rigged. Um, not only because it's like, you know, they, ha- they have to make their money back, but it the the game itself has been proven that it's not a no longer a game of skill but rather a game of uh x amount of failures and then yielding the prize when they get there um which is really not fun um it's no longer a game of skill it's more of a game of chance um and trying to figure out like will this machine pay out or not Mm -hmm. like according to this lawsuit um there it was filed in california um by marcelo muto um it's a class action lawsuit against anybody for anybody who's ever lost money on these sega games um because it's like as kevin said it's been billed as a game of skill but it's absolutely not it's a game of as kevin said also how many failures in a row have been had before the game is like all right you can actually win this prize um and the way it does that is like in the game's programming it'll like even if you perfectly align it beforehand so that you would actually push the prize out what the game will do is it'll like subtly shift up or downward so that you don't actually hit it until you hit the number of required failures as um programmed by whoever owns that certain machine like um I, I in the article by Polygon, it's it's cited there's one that's like 700 failures. There's one that's over 2,000 failures. So like even even though like these prizes in there are expensive, like no one's ever going to get them. So over time, like whoever owns this machine is definitely making their money back, depending on how many people actually try to play it and think that it is a game of skill. However, um, based on like these lawsuits that have happened over this key master game um sega has essentially admitted yes these are kind of based on um uh, just programming and not skill at all because um sega has released these um prize locker conversion kits that quote allow an operator of a key master game to convert the game to a skill based one because Sega has realized that in many areas of the many areas of the world aren't able to benefit from this outstanding category of arcade game due to local or state regulations prohibiting their operation. Because in a lot of states, you're not allowed to operate games like this that are not games of skill that are just kind of by either luck or just by sheer force of number of failures. So um, I'm glad that like this is getting attention because like these games always really sucked. Like, especially as a kid, you think, oh, I want this prize. And then you just like throw money at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I remember, I think Mark Rover actually did a video on like the Cyclone game. Oh um, yeah. Those ones. Yeah. So he has, he built a machine that literally hits like the, <laughs> hits the button right as it's about to, to land on it. And he did his whole research and he figured out that those games are also rigged. Like the jackpot itself, 
like once it gets to a certain number um, becomes a lot easier to hit than when it's not at that said number mm-hmm. so a lot of people were like oh well it, it maybe it's just you as a player uh misjudging it and he's like no I, my machine is 100 percent. you know it works every time but i'm not gonna like it, even if he uses it more than once in a row he should be able to hit it every single time yeah um he doesn't so he he looked into it and that's the reason why we have uh weird weird games that just keep you locked in you know what other games i never understood the coin dozer games what the hell are those oh, that's how you of... get people uh you get people hooked i don't kevin please explain them i don't understand the appeal like what is uh, it? you just kind of throw coins at the thing and hopefully they fall um yeah <laughs> they people drop the coins in there and just try to push coins off the side and then they get tickets for each coin that falls off the side um i'm more of a fan of like not necessarily those one. there's one um what is it big hall i love big hall um that's the one where you drop the coin and it like there's a lever on a truck and if you hit oh. the lever it like dumps everything out like that's a game of skill and i love that one see um, this is just remind me of all my days and playing Chuck E. Cheese. My God. Yeah. Um, Disease-ridden health. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do have those at like round one and uh, and Dave and Buster's. Like they still have those coin dozer games. Um, and they're, they're fun if you are willing to shell out that much. But for me personally, I'm more of a uh, I'm more of a, a rhythm game person. Uh, and I, I like I like my mini hoops. Those are my those are my two crutches. Have you ever won anything out of those prize machines? Like even like the claw games? Uh y- yes and no. Uh the yes answer is uh most of the time, okay. Uh if you're on a date and they're like, Oh, I like this <laughs> prize, that <laughs> that <laughs> that's a money trap. That's uh, I'm sorry. But that's <laughs> that's how it is. I remember I took uh, I took some of the players who I coached from Overwatch. We do this thing at the end of the semester where if you're on my team, I will drive you out to an arcade and we just celebrate at the end of the Ooh. semester. So one of them was a couple and they were like, oh, I like she was like, I like this llama. Oh, no. And the other guy was like, OK, we'll, we'll try for it. And he's like, OK, I'll put in 50 bucks. And he's just <gasps> trying his best. And uh, he didn't get it after 50, but he did get it after 100. Oh, no. And I'm like, for so, a llama? Yeah. So, whatever, whatever we go over to his place and we see this llama, we're like, wow, how's was a $100 llama treating you? <laughs> Are they still we, together? Yeah, they're still together. But okay. like, I leave it, I leave that thing. Like, whenever I see the $100 llama, that's the first thing that I bring up. I'm like, oh, no, uh, this is going to be. Another hundred dollar llama situation, um, but yeah, a lot of people tend to want to like leave with a plush they have from there. Um, I'm more of a guy who will build up tickets and then get something from the prize like section. Uh, that's yeah. more of my gaming style um, because mini hoops pays in tickets. So yeah, uh, that's where I get my tickets from. 
I think the only times I've ever won, it's like where it's the the play until you win and they just give you kind of candy at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I like those ones. And then like, if you ever go to Japan, the, <laughs> this is like the scariest thing. Um, they watch you. The, the staff at arcades in Japan watch you play. What? Uh, so the reason for that is, let's say if you get something that is not how can i describe it it's not in a winnable spot like you see the prizes like sometimes they get caught in a corner yeah or like they're they're too close to an edge or something um the the staff in japan like pace around and if they see you at a machine for long enough um they will help you reset it to make it easier for you to get oh um or they'll put it back in a position that's easy for for you to at least attempt to get it that's nice um it's really nice but at the same time it's like they they want you to work for it they want you to earn it so um they they put it in an easier spot but you know that it's for uh for you to spend more money (laughs) But honestly, like I loved it. I like it, it's a great thing to have, and I'm glad that uh that they have it as an option. All right, so moving on to another gaming thing. Um, this is kind of a cringe story. Um, so Counter Logic Gaming, who has um a lot of teams in like um League of Legends or Apex, Fortnite, and Smash Bros. Um, I don't know exactly remember when this happened. It was fairly recent. Uh, within the last week, obviously, but um, they posted a video like a behind the scenes after they lost during a tournament. Um, and their coach, Daniel Taffo Lee, was just <laughs> the clip is him telling the teams like, you guys are, are not pulling your weight. Um, I, I love you guys. I respect you. But this might be the last time that all five of us are going to be here as a team together because I'm doing roster swaps. <laughs> and then like it cuts to a Bud Light ad. And then, and then it goes back to him saying that, like, yeah, I love you guys, but you guys are just, I'm going to have to make roster swaps. And, like, the reason why, like, this is getting so much attention is, one, because, like, this isn't something that you put as an advertisement for your esports team. It's like you don't advertise, like, as a behind-the-scenes thing, like, getting rid of your, your starting lineup for a game. And, two... Like the fact that it had a stupid Bud Light advertisement on it as well was also significantly cringe worthy. <laughs> yeah, it this reminds me of the uh, the in and out scenario that we had. Um, I forgot which team it was. Was it the Valiant or was it some? It was some team. Uh, I think it was a Valiant. Yeah, the Valiant in and out like video where they were talking to like a person and saying like, Oh, your roster spot is like in jeopardy. And it was supposed to be a joke, but it wasn't. And he actually got cut. Oh, but it was, <laughs> oh. it wasn't like fun. It, it was just like really awkward to watch. It was with agilities. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't approve of this. Like if anything, you have an insight look into your, like you don't threaten people with their job, okay? Like, right? Just, like especially on camera, like just that's weird stuff behind closed doors. Like, um, the the thing that you want to do here is like, it maybe after a win, maybe do this, like, 
put your Bud Light ad on something positive because now we're going to... This is just the new In-N-Out incident. Like, this is going to be the CLG Bud Light, like, roster shuffle. That'll, that'll be what it is. Why are gaming controversies and, and infamous incidents, like, so cringeworthy? What is it about gaming? They, they just don't know how to... How to they don't know how to content. People. They don't know how to make, like good content that doesn't make people cringe out of their mind oh i think the least cringeworthy cringeworthy thing is when the dallas feel had their own animated tv show sponsored by jack in the box all right so um moving on this is like only two overwatch pertinent things that happened this week the first one is overwatch released another soundtrack collection but this time it's like specifically the music from their shorts so instead of actual short stuff, we just got music. And as far as I know, there's like no actual way to like own this music. Like you couldn't buy the soundtrack if you wanted to and just like put it on in the background. You'd have to like go to YouTube and listen to it like that. Maybe it's on Spotify. I haven't bothered to check, but we get music. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, when's the next game though? <laughs> Uh, but in, in real talk like i don't know if we needed this uh this is like cool thanks but what else um like it's cool to have the music for the shorts but in in all honesty i, I would much rather have sojourn we we don't we don't need this right now so when do you think we're actually going to get another short considering we got music for the shorts and not another actual short? When was the last short? Well, the, the last, last one was, was Diva, right? I can't remember if it's Diva or Ash. Reunion was two years ago. Mm, okay. And the Diva, yeah, Diva Shooting Star was also two years ago. Um, But Reunion was more recent. Um. So, yeah, we haven't gotten an Overwatch short for two years. So, do you, who's is the next one? Do you think going to be Sojourn? I and think when? that would be helpful. Um, if they were to hype up, you know, Overwatch two, they release a Sojourn short, so we kind of get an insight into that. I feel like Anna would have a good story, or hmm. uh, Baptiste as well. They both have, you know, dangerous backgrounds. Um, if you do the Baptiste or you could get MAGA in there. Yeah, like that would be good for announcing MAGA too. Um, if they were to go that route, but we'll see. Last thing is, this isn't really even news. It's kind of funny though, but um, at the uh, the homestand for the dragons, there was a, there was a poster that someone <laughs> made, a homemade poster, and it showed um, the mascot... Or the Chengdu Hunters, which is the panda, and the uh, the mascot for the Seoul Dynasty, which is the tiger, and the the pandas behind the tiger, and they're they're engaging in um, a non consensual mating ritual, to put it lightly. Yeah. Um, uh, I get that you want to trash talk, but that's kind of. That's in bad taste, wouldn't you say? Uh, I've never, I've never seen a poster like this, <laughs> and I, I hope that's a good thing. Uh, 
Like you would never go to like a basketball game and have like one mascot like F in another one, right? Like that's no. just that's just not a thing. But I guess it's not socially know, acceptable. Out here it's it's crazy. Uh these guys are insane. Um but I think I think it's even worse on the producer side of it. <laughs> like who was out here like <laughs> let's look at this. Whoops, we made this live. Um, right? That, like that, that's your fault, dude. Like, yeah, cool art, but still, like, I don't, I don't need to see this. Like, there's literally a ton of other posters out there. Get you those should, ones. You could have seen. You clearly could have seen this poster from like the camera when you were deciding which views to look at. So. I feel like they wanted to show it and they just like, oops, we showed it. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know if someone's getting fired or not, but um, yeah, I'll be taking your position pretty soon. <laughs> uh, but in all, all seriousness, like I feel like this would have been way better if it was like shown on their Twitter feed uh, and then actually broadcasted that way. Cause then the actual artists would get their, get the proper attention. But honestly, like, Everyone, when we saw this, like in my Overwatch Discord section, we were just like, "These these fans are crazy!" Like, I would I would never see a poster like that in the states. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess homestands are that wild, so that's what we're looking at. (laughs) Oh boy, Um, I guess that's it for the news this week. Uh, Any last, any final thoughts, Kevin? Um, if for some reason Game Freak is out there, please tell us the day that uh, Pokemon Unite comes out, please. <laughs> that is that is literally the only thing I'm like. Well, there's two things that I'm revolving my schedule around. Um, one I know the release date of, and that's in two days. That's gonna be Space Jam. Um, I'm I'm waiting on that one because I I love Space Jam. I like the first one, so I'm kind of excited to see what they do with the the new legacy one um and yeah i mean i i could wait here all day i just want that i don't know how else to describe it it's like if somebody told you that okay a game is coming out in this time frame like in a month like in the month and they don't tell you like what day wouldn't you be freaking out too like Like, what if i missed it, it? it it's the, the worst part would be like, let's say if you have a job. Oh my God. Right? Let's, say, let's say if you have a job and they're like, oh yeah, you work this month. And you're like, okay. When? <laughs> like when? And then they just said, oh, we'll tell you when. <laughs> you, would, you would freak out. You wouldn't be able to make any plans. You don't know when this thing's coming out. It's um, like they, when you get a, you're applying for a job and they're like, we'll let you know if you got it. Yeah. In like the next week or so, right? And every single day you're checking for that week. Yeah, you wake up and you don't know whether or not you gotta you gotta go in and report to work or not. Like that's that's scary. It's just the same thing, but for Pokemon Unite, you, you're sitting there and you're like, You said July. It's the middle of July. Help. Like <laughs> <laughs> when? Um, but yeah, I've been I've been really excited for this game. I've been a fan of MOBAs for a while, so um, I'm glad that like two of my like favorite things in the world, Pokemon and Bobas, are like kind of coming together now. So 
um, all my friends who are into Pokemon can join and all of my friends who are into Bobas can join. So, um, yeah, and it's going to be really interesting to see if I can uh, stream this when it comes out immediately. Get in on the ground floor, Kevin. Get in on the ground floor. Um, anyway, thanks guys for tuning into the new section this week. It was a lot of non-Overwatch things, but we hope you enjoyed it just the same. Um, hopefully, there'll be more news next week after we're done focusing on the, the summer showdown, but um, we will see what the internet doth bring us to cover. Um, thanks guys, and adios. Next week, we crown the winner of the Summer Showdown Tournament and cover other gaming news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.